There's something about your movie, why I made a curator's pick of the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Unity, 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 heart, heart, heart. Crazy, easy, easy. What's going on, people? This is another episode of TFR Podcast Live Observations with your host, Crazy Dave, and my special guest host will be in in a second. This is hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest, Tanya M. Congress. She's my sister, y'all. Make sure that you, again, smash the like button, the share button. Let people know that we're on. You can see us on the Film Review Life channel. You can see us on Vimeo. You can see us on Facebook. And you can see us on Periscope. Just hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Hashtag TFR our podcast live OB and it'll take you right there. Let me see if I can uh, do this. So how's your morning going so far? Um, It was fine until I got on this computer and decided it wanted to do its own thing. I had to reboot again. <laughs> okay. How's that happening? But other than that, we're doing all right. How about you? Hey, doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances, you know. Right, right. That's going to be a constant for a minute. That's going to be a constant for probably for the for life, really. Yeah. You really tough like it is, you know. Be a constant for life. But it's funny how you have good days and bad days. Yeah, that's true. Very much so. You have good days and bad days, and you just make it through the day. You know what I mean? So, people, right. as we get started on this, you know, as we get started, because, you know, you never can tell what's happening with technology, especially when you start telling certain truths that they don't want, want out. You know, things start to happen with technology, so we can understand that. Like, I cannot copy this right now. There we go. All right. Now we're ready. Go back. So we cannot copy this, and it's giving me a hard time on copying it. That's interesting. As I go in to lay this in, so we're gonna just take our time and let the uh, gremlins bounce away. You know what I mean? Alright, so here we go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we are on, we are populated, we are on the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society page on FB. We are now on Crazon Dion page, and we're also on in the messenger, we're also on in the film review movies music culture up slash tfr uh messenger group so you can watch us there as well all right people now we're ready to get started no need for uh any more unnecessary hubbub all right people 
So let's get this started. Of course, you know, in the edit, it's gonna be all smooth and you're not gonna see all this. Of course, on the original on Facebook, you will see it. Remember that this is brought to you by Back in Cleveland Movie. Available on lordlandfilms.com. That's lordlandfilms.com. You can order the hard copy or you can stream on demand for only $2.99 because we here at Lordland Films we make movies and it is one of the most dramatic, the most comical films that you will see without buffoonery. So make sure that you go right over to lordlandfilms.com after the show and pick up your copy, either stream or get the hard copy for your collection. All right, all right, people. So look, let's get let's get right into this. Let's not wait around anymore. Let's start. So, as as we said, the name of the show is the Brianna Taylor effect, right? And the question is, are we really Worried about Breonna Taylor's uh, killers being arrested. Do we really care about hashtag BLM when we are not really pushing and doing everything possible to see the killers arrested, uh, charged, and arraigned for her murder? headed to trial, right? So keeping the pressure on Naomi Osaka, you know, Naomi Osaka came into the US Open. She arrived at the US Open arena wearing a Breonna Taylor mask. Now just think, you're sitting at home. You're one of the police officers who did this dastardly deed and you're sitting at home and you can get no peace because soon as you, soon, one of your favorite tennis players comes out, or she's going against one of your favorite Aryan tennis players, and here she comes with the Brianna Taylor mask on, and you are one who bust in and left her dead on her hall room floor. No knock warrant rushing into the home and shooting and we've talked about this previously but do we really care when we have not done everything possible to uh, get it done to make sure that they get arrested charged and arraigned right so what do you think about that I don't really think they care at all. I only think that they're approaching it because they have to, because so much pressure was on uh, at the time. But I don't really think they care. Not really. This is just going through the motions. And when it's all said and done, more than likely what they're going to say is after we reviewed the files and all the things, the facts pertaining to the case, we have found that the police officers acted uh, appropriately in the situation. Never mind uh, that they were given the wrong address. Let's start there. Uh, they were given the wrong address. How does that happen? That's administrative because that's somebody who is in dispatch that is uh, giving the wrong information. So now because 
what happened with George Floyd and she kind of slipped through the cracks because I believe wasn't her situation just before George Floyd. Hers was February, right? And uh, he was March. So they had to go back and capture that one. It was so much pressure on them because they had overlooked her, so to speak. They were trying to sweep it under the rug. That's what they were trying to do. They was hoping it would go away. It was not going to go away and it shouldn't. But we know it took them that long. So how long did you need to gather files, case files to give to the FBI? I don't understand. The question is, do we care enough as a people? We're talking about hashtag BLM. Do we care enough? Have we done enough to see them arrested, arraigned, and charged? Well, the question then to that, to counterpoint, is what are we going to do? Because we're still asking questions about what we're doing about other stuff. You know, do we care? I'm sure that some of us do. I'm sure of that. Um, we're discussing it today. So we care. But um, with a lack of organization and lack of a plan on how to, a lack of a plan to implement what, I mean, caring is as far as you can take it. If you don't have a plan, you haven't cared enough. What are you going to do? Just get more TV time, uh, get more march marching time get more time, you know, for the media? Is that it? I mean, what's the plan? So we'll see to see if who all cares enough under BLM and all of that. We'll see. We see that remains to be seen. I thought BLM was, um, was a black group started by heterosexual and homosexual females that by their website addresses the underserved and the under, or let me say devalued, put it in my words, devalued populations within the black community that were not represented in the original uh, civil rights struggle too much, though Barnard Rustin was there, but pretty much on the forefront, their whole thing was about underserved blacks in LGBTQ. And somehow it's been co-opted. And now when I think of BLM, I think of Caucasians dressed in black, like Johnny Cash. <laughs> because that's pretty much what they're showing you. That's pretty much what they're showing you. So um, the definition, according to their website, as opposed to what you're seeing uh, now, this is a melting pot of you don't know what it is, really. Uh, actually, it's many things. That's for another broadcast. It's, it's many things, but it's not um, something that's going to be uh, centered on Breonna Taylor. It's not going to be them that gets that done. It's going to be any other 
uh, group of conscious, truly conscious, and I'm not talking about the conscious community in quotation marks per se. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are truly in the know and watching what's going on. It's going to be any number of those people who is not going to be many who are going to push for that. And still, it remains to be seen who that's going to be. And it remains to be seen what the FBI is going to say, you know, once they're done with their their investigation, which should be almost complete. They should have got a completed investigation already. But because they started late, because they was trying to sweep it under the, the rug, not the FBI, but the police were trying to sweep it under the rug. So they started late. They are, they're off to a late start. But I don't know. It's not going to be Black Lives Matter movement, though. It's going to push this for Brianna. You don't think so? Who, who's it, who's it going to be? It's going to be Rand Paul? It'll be Rand Paul and, 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 and his crew? Because, you know, Rand Paul was accosted coming from out of uh, Donald Trump's uh, RNC speech. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was accosted and he in he's been on TV ever since then talking about it and his wife was on. I mean, it was a very concerning situation, I must say. I mean, because if you put yourself in that situation and all I have to say is to Rand Paul and everyone's welcome to the club. See how Martin Luther King felt in Chicago when and even he said the racism up north is way different than the racism down. So, of course, he put it in more eloquent words, but it is... It's covert. It's, it's, no, 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 no. When you, when you watch when Martin Luther King came to Chicago, they were out there with the swastikas. They were like, go home, uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, they, they were out there. They had guns. They said, come on, we're waiting on Martin Luther King. And they even fired. And that, that's that footage when you see him duck, you know. And mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy when you see what's actually happening up north versus what you're doing when you come in from the outside, uh, from the outside in. Hmm. That must be in certain segments of the North because well, Chicago is kind of like its own thing anyway. I mean, it's Northern, but it's kind of, it's North, Midwest or whatever. It's different. It's different than Ohio, so to speak. They're a little more, uh, well, I guess Ohio is catching up according to some people, but Chicago has always been its own entity kind of thing where it came when it came to crime, when it came to things like that. So I can understand where uh, Dr. King was coming from with that. But it's uh, it's just hard to say. It's hard to say. Now, the, the issue with Rand Paul and being accosted coming out of there. Yeah. Welcome to the club. When you have to think you can't just going about your merry way and enjoy yourself or attend an event and come out and just head to your car. You have to think of everything. If something jumps off, you have to think the way of wisdom. You can't go the way of your emotions. You got to think about the fallout of what would happen if you make this choice as opposed to this choice. Like you were saying, you touched on this yesterday and you were saying how he had to grab hold to the police officer 
because if he had a tipped forward or fell forward or did anything that looked like he may draw or he may go into the crowd, they were going to go, they were going to go bonkers, you know, and just start in. That's all they needed was an excuse. That's all they needed. So he had to think outside of his normal realm of thinking. That was quick thinking, actually. That was actually quick thinking to grab onto the uh, police officer so that he wouldn't tip and it'd be misconstrued as something else by the crowd. That was actually quick thinking. But that's something we have to do all the time, no matter what kind of event we're going to. It could be even church. You coming out of church, you got to think about what's around you. You always got to think about the area you're in. You got to think about where you parked your car. You got to think about getting back to your car. You got to think about people walking down the street looking suspect uh, on both sides, no matter what color. You got uh, skinhead type folk, and then you got, uh, you know, you have black folks. Sometimes it does, they don't look, uh, they look a little bit strangeness in character. So you got to think about all of that. All of that is going around once. And as a man, our black men, they're responsible for getting their families to the car safe, their wives, the woman, whatever. So the black man has it doubly hard for his area of responsibility. So yeah, welcome to the club, Rand. Hey, buddy. So yeah, yeah, welcome to the club, right? Rand Paul, I mean, when you're sitting up there and you have to make the, the right decisions at the right time, welcome to the American black experience in America. Not being able to walk out freely and do what you do. You got a little taste of it, and he has been on TV every day since the RNC. <laughs> Since Donald Trump's speech at the RMC, just, just a little bit, and that's what he got. So look, let's take a look at this right here. He was unnerved. Yeah, he was unnerved. Okay, look at this. Look at this. India reports nearly eighty thousand new coronavirus cases in just one day. What? Who are in the hospitals? Who? are the people who are going to be treating you, right? Who are in the hospitals and who are in the American hospitals and who are gonna be treating you but Indians from India. Now we talked about this before. We've talked about this in uh, exhausted levels, right? But who is doing this and look at the rates of COVID-19, 80,000 in one day. Someone is lying to us, people. First they said the other places had it under control. And we're gonna show, we're gonna give you examples of how the media, the media will have said something months ago and they think that you have forgotten what they said. Right. And they will come right. back with someone else and say something else. And we're going to give you a couple of examples on the show today, right? But right here, 80,000 new cases in India. Who are the doctors that see you today? Where do they come from? India. When you watch the movie Slumdog Millionaire, why did they call him Slumdog? <laughs> Look, eighty thousand in one day. So, what day was this? Uh, was this what day was this reported? 
this this came uh, this morning. You know, this is fresh off. Okay, the so this morning. Now, so what happened yesterday and the day before? What was the numbers then? See, I, <laughs> I mean, these big jumps in numbers. I'm. I think it's going back to the fan app. I think it's going back to. I think everything. <laughs> I think. See, I, like I said to you in our conversation yesterday, in every arena, you have people that struggle with different um, health concerns. I'll put it like that. So in every arena, I, I mean, I, I see doctors in the hospital that's overweight. I see nurses that's overweight. I see, so chances are some of them are dealing with diabetes. Some of them are dealing with mental illness as well. So this brings me to the doctors that are doing these studies and performing these studies and coming up with these theories. Did they have voices in their head telling them uh, what these numbers are and these different things? Just just say this. Just say anything. Today is 80,000. Tomorrow it's going to be 100,000 in one day. And then the next day it's going to be six people. That's it. It's going to be big margins like that. Big margins like that. And we're sitting there looking at them and we're just looking at them like, are you serious? Are you really serious about this? Where did, I would like to know what the numbers were the day before. What happened? Did everybody that had it the day before just go out and start breathing on everybody else and uh, breathing on the food at the supermarket and breathing on the food in the restaurants? Is that what happened? That you had you have eighty thousand in one day? Now come on. Think about what your backup story is going to be when you give that kind of number in one day. What is going to be your backup story as the reasoning as to why you had 80,000 cases in one day? Remember, the views expressed on this program are opinion and not to be taken as fact. It's for you <laughs> to take our opinions and our observations and do your due diligence of research to find out what is fact to you. Because what's fact to us can be different than what's fact to you. But however, here we are. Now, a perfect example of what we're talking about here. A perfect example of what we're talking about. Remember, we've, we've been talking about who's going to be uh, giving you the service in the hospitals, right? We've been saying that, right? And we've been saying that to you, and we've been trying to put that across to you to sound the alarm, right? Now, you're seeing this come across your television, and it's saying that 80,000 cases in one day in India, right? Who does MSNBC and CNN, right now this is MSNBC, who, what doctors do they depend on to anti-Trump this? Anything that comes up is a anti-Trump move. And what doctors do they use to anti-Trump? Indians whose yep. people come from India or they are first or second generation Indian themselves. Gupta, Umta, whatever their names are. That's what they use. Patel. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So here we go. Now, 
back on August 2nd, episode 124 of the film review, hashtag TFR Podcast Live. We talked about the John Hopkins study that said that we were going to be moving into herd immunity. You can watch that. We I have that posted on my Crazon Dion page on Facebook. You can go there and click the link after the show. Or you can go to the Film Review Life channel, subscribe, because, you know, missing an episode. Watch every episode because it may save your life. Listen, so Mm -hmm. go there and smash the like button, the share button, and the subscribe button and click the bell. Because the information that we're putting down, we always tell you that the media is going to be two weeks to a month away from covering it. Well, just yesterday, what was yesterday, but August 31st, 2020, that's right, and they broke the first stories on herd immunity. Now, how did they break the stories? Did they break the stories down the way that we do on the film review, hashtag TFR Podcast Live? Did they? No, they didn't. They didn't even give you the definition of what herd immunity is, how many people have to have it, but we here at the Film Review, August 2nd, we dropped all that information out on you. And why did we say that they would never cover it totally correctly? Because of the fact that they know that people would go ham. People will go ham when they realize that 70 to 80 or 70 to 90% of the population has to catch it, right? The old, the elderly will die. The ones in the middle, some will catch it, some will die, but they will live. And then the youth for the most part will be immune. And once 70 to 90% of the population is immune if someone who never had it walks amongst those who have it then they won't contract COVID-19 coronavirus and that's what herd immunity is right now some people think that herd immunity can be brought 60 40 60 percent of population get it from you know uh catching it and then being cured from it 40 percent of the population would get the vaccine. And so some people say 50-50, others say 60-40 the other way, right? But bottom line, that's what they're saying. So in this report, well, let's play the report and then we're gonna come back because they didn't tell you what herd immunity is, just like I broke it down to you, right exactly what it's about. They didn't do that, they did this right here. So this strategy, if it's carried out, uh, could lead to, would lead to more deaths than all of the American war dead in all of the American wars of Donald Trump's lifetime. Well, Mullers, good evening, Lawrence. We already have, as you mentioned, proof positive examples in Sweden that this doesn't work. Conceptually, we can debate it all we want. Intellectually, we can debate it. Dr. Atlas and whomever. Okay, now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Now, a few months back, 
when Sweden had done the herd immunity. Donald Trump was standing up in the coronavirus press briefings and was saying that Sweden wasn't doing too well. The media had a story on CNN where they went right over to Sweden and they showed you where because Sweden practiced herd immunity that they were able to open up their their uh, country faster and people were going back to school and it, and it was better. <laughs> but here we are. And, and wait a minute, I haven't even got to the CNN clip yet where they're anti, now they're anti-her immunity because uh, the New York Times, I believe it is, released a, a report, an article on one of Donald Trump's high advisors, top advisors, is advising him to go with the herd immunity model, right? And so when we told you on August 2nd that we could see that there were two boats crossing in the night, one, one faction in the White House is about social distancing and masks. The other is about herd immunity. We could see that way back August 2nd. We could see that. The John Hopkins report said that that's where we were moving. So the media automatically turns it and turns it into a fear thing instead of turning it into something that's factual and telling people that there may be, there might have to be some sacrifice because there'll be, there are gonna be some people who die from taking that vaccine. They're not gonna tell you that. Right, exactly. What you gotta say? See, this whole thing is um, leading unto, you know, the, the end goal is they want to give people this vaccine. That's the end goal. So now we have to be ahead of the game and find out, you know, what this vaccine, we, you know, you assume a vaccine is to keep you from getting the virus that's being applied to. Um, but I, I doubt that seriously, especially if you go with the herd immunity model and then people wind up not catching it and we move on with our lives, um, they're missing a big chunk of money. Because remember, uh, as we'll find out a little bit later on, uh, that there's a whole lot of money with this coronavirus. So if the herd immunity works, they that they miss a big chunk of money with the vaccines. If the vaccines are not needed, they miss that money. So we have to uh, pay attention. I can't stress that enough. We have to pay attention. And like D just showed you the contradictions between what they reported in the, the broadcast number 124 on August 2nd and up until now, now we got a different story going on. And the thing is they count on us forgetting. They count on us not really paying attention because the majority of us is only concerned with what's, with what's happening in our immediate um, surroundings, which is us, ourselves, and us. You know, our families and stuff like that. So we're just concentrating on that and we're not paying attention. And that's what they continue to count on. All of these people and all of these different stories, it, it becomes a joke. And I'm really wondering, I'm curious if they're sitting around laughing at uh, their use of the media and how people are just not paying attention. They have to find it humorous because they're doing it. 
And then uh, I'm, I'm noticing this is happening a lot more in the recent years with the Indian doctors. First, they were in the hospitals more. Now you see them more in the media giving reports and people give uh, respect to them. You know what I'm saying? Like they they count on their word and consider it as um, as semi-gospel. Now, this guy right here, notice how they talk too. They speak so emphatically and so confidently that uh, even when they're being uh, condescending and blowing off another idea, they speak with this confidence that everybody else is stupid and how could you believe that type of mentality, right? Um, I That brings me to the day that um, I went and I told them at the hospital uh, when I took my father's living will up there and I told them, that uh, it was his wishes that he not be on a ventilator, that we were going to just go ahead on and pull the pull the tubes because that was what he said. He and my mom both had it like that. So you should have seen the reaction that I got was not what I would have expected. What I would have expected was, because it was a female Indian doctor and a male Indian doctor, what I would have expected was them to say, Oh, I'm so sorry that that's a decision that you had to come to. Uh, we're here to support you in whatever way we can, and we will we will provide the best care in his transition. That's the best what I've ex I expected to get, but it was as if I had interrupted something. It was as if they were going to lose out on something. I put, you know, we put a thwart in their plans by coming with that living will and they were distraught. They actually had a distraught look on their face because they wanted to do some more experimenting. And that's exactly what, why, what dad was avoiding. He wasn't going to be an experiment, right? But we put it through a big monkey wrench in the works. He half-heartedly looked at the, the living will. He had to see the signatures. That's the main thing he wanted to see. So he scanned over the first page, then flipped it over and seen where the signatures were and seen it was nothing he was going to be able to do about it. But they were very distraught. And I found that very interesting. I found that interesting. What exactly did we interrupt? What exactly did we interrupt from you? So we have to pay attention to what's going on, who's being put in authority, who's the face of a movement. There's always a face in a movement. There's always a face up front. Right now, they're the faces up front for the medical movement in America, right? So pay attention to what they're saying. They're saying one thing one time and then another time it's another thing. And I think pan, fan apt is appropriate there too. So look, for those just coming in, you're watching hashtag TFR Podcast Live observations by crazy d with my special guest host tanya m congress right make sure that you smash the like button smash the share button go over to cash app dollar sign tfr podcast live that's dollar sign tfr podcast live and drop a few dollars on there 213-943-3358 to have your voice heard on this subject you want to call in 213-943-3358 uh no excuse me uh yeah 3358 i'm right 
We are here to take your phone calls, hear your concerns, all of that. Listen, we have been pushing this home because we are subject to, we have been subject to Indian doctors. I've told this before about the experiment that was done on my mother when she had thoracic cancer and then they, they took the cancer out, but then at the same time, they went back in and put a pouch in because she was 73 and they wanted to experiment. And when it came down to our father, there was no time for them to experiment. And that's what it was. And what did we have in common with this? Indian doctors. And we were telling on the show yesterday, you have to watch our shows because we drop a lot of information on this show as well as the flagship the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast, 5.30 p.m. Pacific on the Film Review Live channel on Sundays. We drop a lot of information, so you have to go back. We talked about how they're placing these Indian doctors in place, and these Indian doctors may have melanin, but they don't care, one, for us, but they will be, because they come from an impoverished country and why not take over from the Caucasian right so the plan will backfire and the revolution will be televised in the hospitals when they're giving you all this FANAP and all these other different drugs and things right that they're giving to the Caucasians and saying we didn't know why you died but hey we're taking over the country we're the Indians but anyway because so let's uh, continue oh, on with this real quick. So what we're telling you, for those who are coming in, is that the media has Indians from India pushing through. Who is Kamula's people? One side of the people. Right. Indian. When she was saying she wasn't going to do anything just for black people, she sat down with the Indian coalition of Indian from India Americans and they sat down and she made plans with them, but nothing for us. So you have to look at it and you have to look at who would want to take the country over from Caucasians and it will be these guys and the media plays into it. Let's keep listening to this guy. Now remember, it's herd immunity. We told you August 2nd on the film review that it's herd immunity time. And instead of them explaining to you what herd immunity is, they do this anti-fear, anti-Trump, make this a scary thing. It is scary, but they didn't explain it to you. So let's continue. Wants to debate it with, we can have that discussion. But we see what's happening in Sweden, a country like Florida, like the state of Florida, in some cases, the state of Georgia, that never really shut down, that kept bars and restaurants open largely, that allowed children and adolescents to go to school. And guess what happened, Lawrence? It didn't protect the nursing home individual, the over 70 individual in Sweden. Sweden has the highest death rate per capita in that part of Europe. They have 6,000 deaths, a thousand more than China, and they have about one one hundredth of the population of the Chinese. So what's happening right now in Sweden? So they're showing you these charts and these statistics about deaths in Sweden. But just a few weeks ago, they were talking about, they had a whole story on CNN about how they had done the herd immunity and now they were back to going and they had 
done it early and they got rid of it. And then they said that other countries had done the social distancing and they had got over it. And now all these countries are coming back with cases and people are dying still, right? And what people, what they're afraid to tell people is that herd immunity, some people are gonna to have to sacrifice. Let's continue on. Sweden is a cautionary tale for any argument uh, regarding herd immunity. And just a quick word for those viewers, we use this word, we use a lot of complicated terminology. Herd immunity is this notion that if enough of the population gets exposed to COVID-19, then that will serve as a bulwark against further population infection surges of the virus, protecting those who have not previously been infected. But it just doesn't work. Dr. Gupta, what does it mean? Now, 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 let's pause for a minute here. He explains it, but he doesn't give you any numbers, 70 to 90% of the population. Doesn't tell you that some people think that a mix between the vaccine, 60% of the people catch it, get over it, have immunity, and the other are hit with the, with the, uh, with the vaccine, and then that would be 100% herd immunity, half artificial being shot with a live or is it dormant virus? We don't know what's in these vaccines that they're getting ready to come with. How many people are gonna die from the vaccines? And then how many people are die? So they're not telling you the truth. And he just tells you emphatically, he just tells you beyond a reasonable doubt that you know, he said, it just doesn't work. But just a couple of weeks ago, you were on television, not him in particular, <laughs> but another doctor. And they had a story. Oh, Sweden is incredible. Look what they did. They're so much better than the response that the American team did. Like, please, uh, can, can, we, can, can we get some truth? Can the media stop lying to us? or at least get your story straight. I mean, my God, you got all of these different doctors and what are you doing um, experimenting on a different virus other than COVID-19? Like I said, you got up to 19 versions. So what happened, versions one through 18? What happened with that? You guys are really, um, these guys are really, really, really getting under my skin with this stuff. And so, the people, we are the general population, right? And so you typically count on your news reporters or you used to. Um, you know, grandma used to sit and watch the news, turn the news on. Let's see what's going on because they, they were, um, news had more integrity back then or seemed to have had more integrity back then. And they seemed to, uh, what I don't see happening here is a consistency in research. It seems like news now comes with a lot of opinions and things off the fly. And so that's why you have so many contradictions. So we're sitting here, you know, we trust in our news networks to go out, do, do as accurate of information gathering as they possibly can in the integrity of the people. You know, in the integrity of giving accurate information to the people, but they're not even researching. They're not even comparing notes with each other. They're not not the doctors, not the news reporters, not anyone. And so we're left 
to do our own research these days. You cannot trust the mainstream news. You have to go on shows like this. You have to go on other shows that have integrity to to go out and do research and report as accurately as possible because you can't trust uh, uh, CSNBC. You can't trust CNN. Uh, Fox is trying to get better, but they probably got an agenda behind that. So you can't trust any of them, right? It's, it's so imperative that we pay attention. All right. It's, um, it's crazy. Like, like just emphatically, it doesn't work. Right. So people, what is, what is Joe Biden going to do? Really? Seriously? He's going to get into office. If he was to win, all of this dismantles, right? As, as it goes along, that's what happens. And then the new government is put in place under him. The new president's cabinet and all that is put into place. What are we going to do with a man who cannot make decisions? Do you want to die? I'm just, my opinion. Do you want to die you know, where there's no aim, where they're gonna come on. Now, what happens if Biden gets in and then somehow they say, Biden comes up and says, we have to sacrifice. Then the media switches and say, yeah, herd immunity is the only way to go. They are lying to you people. They are lying to you people. Let's continue. In, uh, for, for public health generally, uh, that the Trump administration is considering a plan that could completely flood the system with new COVID patients. Now see, everything is directed towards Trump, but this is supposed to be, you're supposed to be in, I used to like Lawrence O'Donnell, but ever since Trump has been kicking their butt and he sued Lawrence and Lawrence had to retract <laughs> a statement that what it was found not to be true, he threatened to sue him and he had to retract the statement. He has really been on them ever since then. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. We're supposed to be trying to save the American people, not keep on doing this. Now, here we go. Don Lemon. Don Lemon, he asks about the herd immunity. So let's just say, this is CNN. Now, remember now, CNN had the story about Sweden and how they had done it just a few weeks back and now all of a sudden it's not good. So let's listen to this. Now listen to how you don't get the right numbers nor the statistics nor <laughs> what it's supposed to be about because what is it about? It's about making Donald Trump, no matter how many people die, a one-term president. Listen. So uh, I want to ask you about this because the Washington Post is reporting um, that one of the president's top advisors has been pushing him towards a herd immunity policy. Now, remember, we told you this back August 2nd because you could just look at it. If you stay read up, if you stay researching, you can see this. We told you that it was like two ships passing in the night. And one was about social distancing and masks. The other is about herd immunity. It's time to step into herd immunity as the vaccines come closer to being 
uh, finished 19 of them, like uh, Tiny said, 19 or more. Who knows? We don't know how many uh, Bill Gates is coming with, right? Our opinion. Go right. research. But anyway, look. And so you got this. So remember what we said. Some people say 60-40. 60% of the people catch it. 40% of the people get hit with the vaccine. And that will make 100% herd immunity. So when people walk in who have never had it or who may not get the virus, they, I mean, will not get the vaccine, they will not catch that. Now, emphatically, the Indian doctor Patel, I'm just calling him Patel, he said, nah, it just doesn't work. But just a it few just weeks doesn't ago, work. just a few weeks ago, though, you were, you had a story about Sweden. Now, Sweden is on fire and all these other countries that were doing so much better than the United States are on fire now. All you have to do is do your research. We have to turn off or or if we're going to listen, we have to switch channels. We have to go from those over to Fox. And I hate to say that Fox is reporting the best because Fox has always been on that racist slant. Jerks. And I, so it's very disheartening for me to say that, but to get the facts and they're doing fair and balanced because they have both sides come on. Whereas it's just the echo chamber, echo chamber, just opinion, opinion. So here's another opinion from another doctor. We don't know what we do. Something Gunther is not even, he's a neurosurgeon. He's not even a internal, or what, what do they call those people? The internal Internal medicine. Or, yeah, he's a brain surgeon. He's not pulmonary. I'm just going to say that, right? He's not that. And they got him talking like he knows something. That wasn't his specialty. He's not even a general practitioner. Here we go. I don't know. That, that, what, what do you think? Because the guy is pushing back now on that reporting People because of uh, how dangerous is this? How dangerous would this be? extremely dangerous. Oh, herd immunity. We've seen two countries. Oh, One that really embraced herd immunity, which was Sweden, which has by 10 times higher. Now, just now, just a few weeks ago, they did an article on Sweden. Now, that's shh on Sweden. I mean, I'm going to let you talk for a second before we keep on, uh, before we go on. This is unbelievable. Just a couple of weeks ago, they were like, Sweden is in the clear. Until President Trump considers herd immunity. Now, Sweden was not in the clear. Oh, something happened overnight. And we thought that Sweden was in the clear, but all of a sudden they're not. So it's not going to be safe for us to practice herd immunity now. It's not going to be, if you guys just, <laughs> I mean, this is like a yo-yo. We're going to have whiplash. By the time they finish jerking us around, it's uh, we're going to have whiplash. We're going to need neck braces by the time they finish. It's like, make up your mind. Can we get, like you said earlier, can we get some truth? Please, a, a little bit. Uh, can it stay consistent for more than a day? Can it stay consistent? Can we have like a flat out week of consistent reporting? Can we have that? <laughs> and this is why we call the show the Breonna Taylor effect. Nothing that is aspersion on her, 
but the whole situation of how you just can't get the truth. You can't get the facts. The reason why they, the people who killed her have not been arrested, arraigned, and charged to be headed to trial sometime next year because the, their attorneys are going to just stretch this out until they think it'll be out of the media's eye. This is how this works. You have to keep watching, observing, researching, right? That's why this is the Breonna Taylor effect. We can't get it. It's always someone coming in. They're coming in from left field. They're coming downfield. They're coming upfield. You don't know what the truth is unless you stay true and focus on research, right? Uh, Patrice says, all of the media has a hidden agenda that they're pushing. No honor amongst thieves anymore. False narratives are the norm. Tracy says... Mm -hmm. Uh, they come from a caste system talking about the uh, Indians, which they have people who are dark-skinned. They call them the untouchables, right? Uh, they don't respect our community. Uh, Tracy said to Patrice, exactly, yep, they are pushing false narratives. He is not an infection disease doctor. Yeah, he is giving us advice on COVID-19. This guy, right now, giving us advice on COVID-19, but not an infectious doctor, not someone that deals with pulmonary. Sante Gunta is a person that deals with the neuro. Is COVID and neuro? That's what I want to know. But let's keep going here. Let's keep on listening to this guy who is giving us something we don't know what it is we, we can't really call it facts death rate than any other scandinavian country uh and great britain which embraced it and then gave it up and had the highest death rate other than sweden per capita what it would mean in america now wait a minute now when britain <laughs> did herd immunity the media was criticizing trump for shedding down America. Now he can't win for losing. Now they're criticizing him for thinking about implementing herd immunity because the vaccine is coming. See, when you read these articles, the medical journals, you find out that it has to coincide with the vaccine. That's when you start to move over to herd immunity. After you have exhausted everything else then you go there, right? And we know that it was a success because it was supposed to be 240,000 dead back in April with the social distancing and the masking. And we were at the end of August and it was it hadn't hit 240. But because they were listening to the film review, hashtag TFR podcast live. And I know that they're listening to Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB because they're listening. Rachel Maddow then said, Well, they said, right, December is going to be 300,000, but still. And I saw that they changed the charts up a little bit on the television. They showed you uh, how many, then they showed you the people who had died, right? And then they gave you another statistic, but you know what they missed to give? They missed to give you 
how many people have been cured from it, which will be starting the herd immunity. They say 6%. That's what they say. But they never show you that. And they don't subtract the dead and the cured from the top number. So that number keeps compounding and it doesn't make sense. That would mean that after you subtracted the 183,000 or more now, because it keeps going up, it might be 190,000 now dead plus the ones who are cured. Oh no, if you just subtract that, then that means that that 50, that uh, 6 million, there's 6 million minus that 190,000 walking around with the COVID virus or in the hospitals. If that was so, this would be alarm. People will be going ham because everyone would know at least five or six or maybe 10 or 20 people that are in the ICU right now. That's right. Maybe more, hundreds. You would know hundreds of your friends. And they would know hundreds of their friends going into thousands of their friends and thousands and thousands, thousands, thousands 200, 500, 1000, up to 6 million minus 190,000. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. You have to subtract the ones who have contracted it. You have to subtract the death and the cure from that to get a true actual number. But all of this is set up to make do a one-term president instead of trying to save American black lives primarily is what I'm worried about, but the American citizens' lives. Mm-hmm. And they're putting people up who aren't doctors in those fields because the people who are doctors in those fields, let me take a little uh, cover my, my my ginger tea. You know what really gets me about that is I got to bring you in so they can hear you another way. Here we Um what really gets me about that is either you think we are super stupid um uh, because the way they're doing this now this is almost just for sport. Just throw something, just say something, say anything. Just throw it out there so and if, if unless they think we're um super stupid it just doesn't, with the numbers not adding up, they count on the fact, this is what they're saying to you folks. They're saying, uh, they're not going to know. I mean, you could just throw any any old number out there. They're not going to pay attention. And for the few that do, <laughs> what difference is that going to make, right? But when you think of the mentality behind a mindset like that, um, what else won't they do? All about making Trump a one-term president. Are you serious? And not protecting the people. Are you serious? Is it that deep for you that you want to be back in power? That you would risk all the lives of all of these people? It's that deep for you, huh? Well, I know you'll lie now because of what your motivation is. I know you'll lie. So people, 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 pay attention. Go do your research. Don't don't be lazy. Don't look at figures. When they give you a figure that's a national figure, go check out the figure from the day before. If they give you a figure uh, that seems crazy, pay attention to the figures in the other states. And then think to yourself, how can these states have this many 
uh, that died or this many that contracted. And over here, you're saying this many died and this, you have to compare, write them down, keep track of them. I mean, because to me, this is an insult. I'm extremely insulted um, I, that you would think that my intelligence and my IQ is so low that you could just blow this stuff out here and we not pay attention. I mean, we not know what you're doing. Two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight. Here's another meme that we saw before we continue on with, you know, what we're talking about. If Donald Trump wins the next election, it will be the fault of the Democrats. Nothing will go right for you until you do right by black people. That that came from uh, Boyce Watkins. I have to mention that because he used a reference from one of our favorite movies, Color Purple. At the end, if you weren't crying when they went if you weren't crying at the end when they started doing them fatty If you weren't crying when when that came up, you just don't have he doesn't have any heart or the uh, the Lord's trying to tell you something. Look, daddy, even sinners. Have it. And he hugs them and she and uh, Avery, Suge Avery. If you weren't crying at that, if those two scenes didn't get you, if those two scenes didn't get you, something's wrong with your heart, right? Something's wrong. That didn't pull you in. That didn't pull you in. That had been like 30 years of her life. Her father was getting elderly and he came up and he hugged him. And when, 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 uh, what was his name? What was, uh, Donnie, Danny Glover's, uh, character's name? But when he, Mr. 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 Was it Mr. That's right. When he took the money and sent for them and it was sitting there and you see him walking back with his horse, and it looked like the crops in the back were starting to uh, uh, raise up because she said, "Until you do good by me," and she did the she did the devil horns. Until you do good by me, nothing will come. And so, Boyce Watkins used that on this. But look, this goes even deeper than just. Uh, you know, American Blacks, because you know that's what we're primarily about. TFR Podcast Live and TFR Podcast Live will be, but they don't care. The Democrats are about making Donald Trump a one-term president at all costs. They don't care about telling the truth about the virus, about where it's headed. <laughs> they don't care about that. They don't even care about bringing in the National Guard to quell the violence that they have created by telling the people see this is where the republicans are smarter and they were strategic and they had tactical superiority over with the democrats now remember when obama was in there there was the tea party so the tea party you know were spitting on representatives, you know, like they spit on the one black representative. They said, did you spit on me? That would have been all I would have had to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they spit on him. Did you spit on me? And he was so, oh my. But anyway, 
they co-opted the Tea Party. Let them get elected. And as the cycles went along, as people uh, start to get uh, primaried or voted out by other people, they were able to eliminate and they took that sacrifice, mostly in the House, to get rid of the... You didn't even know that, did you? You didn't know that the wins in the House was a sacrifice by the Republicans to get rid of the Tea Party candidates, did you? You thought that the Democrats really ran a great campaign and that you believed it, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm looking <laughs> right at you. You're sitting at home. You believe that the Democrats really ran such a great campaign to flip it and when it was a sacrifice by the Repubs to get rid of the Tea Party. So they co-opted the Tea Party. Now, the difference with the Democrats and these people out here that are about anarchy you watch different f films, even, even Mama, what's her name from California, who talked about the crack? I can't even think of her name. It's so insignificant at this point. But look, even she was on talking about this is not going to stop. Keep on going. Uh, Camula Harris said this will not stop. This is going to keep going. Uh, Adam Schiff, this is going to keep going. All of them kept talking about these people. Now they have created a monster that they cannot cut off. They are afraid to say anything against the monster they created. It's like your Dr. Frankenstein and you made the Frankenstein monster. And you are afraid to turn it off because you had some Igor over here who Drop your rational brain and brought the criminal brain. You put the criminal brain into the sewn up makeshift bits and pieces of different bodies. Frankenstein. You light it up and say, go at it. And now that it's going at it, you don't have a way to stop it. You didn't cultivate any people being candidates because you didn't really want to do anything but use them and the Republicans used their Tea Party people but it was all in a plan to get them elected and then they found a way to work them out of it, out of the House, out of the Senate so that they could then uh, appease them and say, oh yeah, they did give us, but we did lose. That's what that's about, and you don't know that. You don't know that. And the Democrats have not cultivated anything with these usurpers, with these anarchists. They haven't. And if they, if Biden starts to say something against them about the violence, strong, a strong message. They will turn on the on Democrats him. because what you are not seeing, people, what you are not or maybe you're not aware of. And even the people at the time when the Civil War kicked off or oh, I'll go back to the Revolutionary War between the Brits 
and the colon, the, the, the colonies. The people did not know what they were actually looking at. So they were, they found a, a, a Negro and they had, and they had their picnic baskets. They licked the Negro, but they said, wait a minute. This is too heinous. Look at the ball go in and they kill and they start screaming. Ah, have you ever seen the movie The Patriot? That is true, actual fact in that movie. They sat there and they thought it was going to be entertainment. Like how we watch football or basketball or baseball or hockey or soccer or football. They thought it was going to be entertaining. And when they saw it and then the people started running towards it, they said, ah, she had on her bustle which yes, nothing was under the bustle emulating the black woman with the bustles and they went ah and they started running and said oh my god this is such carnage you do not realize watch the tapes again go to youtube we are in the middle of the beginning of a civil war and you did not know it and the democrats are the reason for it I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not an Independent, I'm about American black people. And if you're not about American black people and figuring out a way for us to be out the way, what do we say in the hood? We say, I'm, out, I'm staying out the way. For us to stay out the way where while they have this civil war amongst themselves, if you are not that, you are a... Democratic coon and you are a Republican coon or you are an independent coon trying to be able to rub shoulders with people who don't want to rub shoulders with you. They only want your votes every four years and we should be sending this out for that reason because this is starting to be a civil war and this is what the South said. They will rise again. So this is the last breath and we should be out the way to keep our people safe and say that this is a battle between good and evil, depending on which side of good and evil you, because each side feels they're good, each and the other side feels the other side is evil. So it's a battle. Will the South rise again? Will the Confederacy rise again? Or will the union stay intact. And so this is what we are in. This is what has always been done. The Democrats, a lot of them didn't understand. Like the one in, the ones in Portland, you have to, like Tanya said on the show yesterday, you have to say that if you come here, we're going to smash you with all the power that the United States government has to put you down. Do not think to try to come here and do anything in this nice, pristine city of Portland, Oregon. In this nice, pristine uh, cities in Minneapolis, in Ohio, in Michigan, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, in, in LA, which is Louisiana, in California. That's what you're supposed to be saying. But because they want to make, and you are, I'm going to put this in as a, as a caveat, as a comma in between, an interjection. Because you are there and you are with them, you are complicit in it. To make him a one-term president, they are kicking off the civil war. 
They are kicking off a civil war and you didn't know it because you don't know enough about government. The government is supposed to put those insurrectors down so that the union will stay as one. But all they want is a one-term president. And now, now Trump just called them fascists. Uh-oh, who's the real fascist? Everybody's good and evil depending on which way you look at it. Yeah, I mean, um, like you were saying, you have to, and that sp spins off from the, the uh, show yesterday, you have to tell people, and this is on every level and in every arena, when you are, are dealing, you're in headship, you are, you're talking about good leadership, you don't ask your enemy, please, Mr. Enemy, don't come here. Please, Mr. Enemy, can you please reconsider coming here and kicking up your dust here, please reconsider because we don't want to, oh, first we don't have the firepower, we don't have the manpower to really handle you, but we don't want to hurt you, so we don't want to call in the troops, so please don't come. Huh? Listen, as far as terrorism goes, this whole situation is terrorism. And pretty much we're on our own. We're on our own. So when D says he's about his people for sake of not that we owe you an explanation, but for sake of some of our other listeners, uh, being about your own people, as you well should know, being amongst your own people doesn't mean you have a hatred for anyone else. It just means that you're going to operate in the interest of your people due to that being a necessary. It's a necessary thing to be. After all, some of you in our listening audience, you've been that way all your life about your people. So uh, stop labeling us when we openly say we're about our people. And for those of you who are scared to say that you're, uh, you're openly with your people, you need to cut it out too. What kind of jelly backness is that? How, and what is that getting you? You you negotiate with terrorists. What kind of, uh, what is that getting you actually? If you think about it, uh, check your bank account, check your, uh, all the other benefits and stuff that should be coming by way of being, bending over. What, what is it that you can tell that you have by having negotiated and rubbing shoulders with people who don't, they, they can take you or leave you. Some can take you or leave you. Some will rather just leave you. So when we talk about it's about time that people raise up in this generation and say that they're by, about their people, it's about time because we skipped, we skipped like 20 years, 10 or 20 years of people who just was not openly standing up. It was a, it was a few, but the majority were not. And so now this is a different time. We're facing different things. It's going to require a different thought process. It's going to require a different strategy. And so that's what's happening. We are, and like he just said, stay out. We stand out the way because we're not going to fight a part of a battle that we didn't initiate. And it's not going to benefit it to the victor goes the spoils. But that none of this stuff that's sitting on the table is here to benefit us. So why are we going to fight about it? We're not going to fight about it. We're going to watch y'all fight about it. We're not going to do it. We're going to learn how to... Uh, keep our energy for the things that we are are 
propelled towards and have passion towards to get done. We're not going to jump on board and climb on board with every cause that does not benefit us. Yeah, let's let's go to the phone lines. We have 702 on the phone lines. 702, you're on the line. Who are we speaking with? What's going on, fam? What's going on? It's Patrice calling. Hey, what's going on, Patrice? Hang out. Hey, All right, how you doing today? I'm wonderful, thank you. Listen, uh, how, how long are, are we black folks going to fall for those, you know? For real, like, <laughs> you know, we are in a catch-22 situation at this mm-hmm. point, and uh, whether it be uh, Donald Trump at, you know, the Republican, the, the Republican clan, or the demon crap, you know, either way it go, I feel like, you know, black people gonna lose. You know, we always get the short end of the stick. Uh, there's always mm-hmm. a hidden agenda on both sides. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of these, uh, the Congress, the Democrats that are, that are in office now, are old and set in their ways. Uh, if we don't have a new, fresh approach in uh, voting these people out and voting some, uh, some younger pressure people in office and that's on both sides because they just stubborn and old and set in their ways and they want to just go all the way to the end and you know and collect all this money and be protected all their lives but as black people we keep falling for the okie doke especially when it comes to the to the demon cracks and i say demon cracks because that's what they are just like the republican <laughs> They, they are no different. So either way it go, black people are going to lose for this election. So I'm I'm personally at a, at, a, at a standpoint, like I said, it doesn't matter to me because what Donald Trump does not do or continues to do, which is nothing for the black community, is not going to affect me any different than if, if a Democrat get in there. Because we know if Biden wins, Biden's not going to be running the office. Kamala's going to be running the office. She's going to be president. Exactly. She's just going to be behind exactly. the scenes running the country. Because Biden is two steps out, outside of like not not being there anymore. He's having some de- definitely some cognitive mental issues of, you know, getting older. I mean, the man is like, what, 77 uh, years old, and his cognitive mental health is not all there. And I think that has been seen and playing throughout, you know, this whole campaign where he kind of drifts in and out and stumbles and words, don't know what to say, you know, and just have a And his whole agenda, you know, the 94 crime deal, he has he absolutely been detrimental to the black community with the disparities of the 94 crime deal and what that has caused a lot of our black men and women, you know, to be locked up for, uh, you know, non-violent crime and to be charged more than uh, a person that will do uh, a, a murder, and especially our white counterpart. So it's a it's a little little situation anyway for blacks, and I just wish we wake up, like for real, for real, wake up and smell the coffee because we're gonna lose it either way it goes. You know, and and, and and there's so many of us that are, are saying, you know, we just gotta get Trump out there. We just gotta get him out of we I don't care. I don't care. Two of the lesser evils. Okay, what two of the lesser evils you want me to vote for? Satan or the devil? <laughs> They know the devil. Come on. They both the same. They both are one and the same. We don't lose as a people. Period. Point blank. We always do. We always have. 
always have. You want to say something, Tanya? She is absolutely right. I couldn't have put it no better than what she just said. She's absolutely right. We're going <laughs> to, either way, it's the lesser of two evils. And she said, which evil, the Satan or the devil? That was funny. But it was true. It was true. Which one? Because each one have their agendas and their agenda does not include us. And not unless uh, something about us or something that we're able to offer, it will help the agenda. That's the extent of it. That's the extent of our involvement or us. We're not going to benefit from it either way, though. Right. So what what can be done? What can be done? But stay out the way, Patrice. The, stay out the way. Like how we say in the hood, I'm just out the way. We'll be out the way of this because this is a civil war that is just peaking and starting. And the same people who were the problem in the Civil War the first time are the same politicians that are the same problem in the revolution, in the, excuse me, in the Civil War that's getting ready to happen this time. The Dixiecrats are still Dixiecrats. They are still contrary. We live in a republic with a democracy, which means that the Republicans, as I was always taught, are the ones that are actually always in power, and the Dixies want power. And so here we are in the middle of this as a group of people who we are, um, some of us, not all of us, because a lot of us are waking up to it and say, hmm, I'm just gonna sit this out and let them, this is for the soul of white folks because the black souls have already shown that they are loyal to the United States, uh, to the ideals of what the United States is supposed to be and have fought to make sure that it stays stands up to its highest ideals even if it doesn't uh, always live up to those ideals. But now it's time for the crazy, fan app needing to be taking <laughs> Caucasians, my opinion, to stand up finally, have this out, and put all that to bed, and then we will know where we stand instead of being played every two, four years. What do you think about that, Patrice? That's right, and I think I think that we need to, black people need to have a more open mind and a, a different approach to uh, what we, how we choose uh, to vote, how we choose to make our vote count. You know, like I said, I've been out of Democrat all my life, but honestly, like I'm going to either vote Libertarian this time or neither. Like seriously, because and I know the Libertarian they don't never have a have a chance, but if we I, I researched and took a look at the libertarians' perspective on their policies and their stance uh, on America, and and they have this test where you can take to find out where your political values lie. And I took that test, and I was like 90% libertarian, and, and, and I never had did that before. They have a test that you can take. You have to, will tell you exactly where your political views you, you, you or have to, you lean more right the left or in between. You have to and be I careful. took that and my values, my values are more in the middle, you know, uh, as a libertarian. And, and that's something that I that kind of blew my mind. 
So I think I said, you know what? I know this libertarian person, if she's female, that's running. I said, but I know she's not going to win. I said, but I, I just made make that choice this time, you know, just because I know nothing else has ever worked for our people. And we don't even look at that and say, you know, this, this never worked for us. So maybe this will work for us this time. Well, you know, you know we're, we still stand in our ways and stuff on our traditions of, you know, how we was raised and what we believe and how our parents, you know, we, we, most of the things from black Americans that we uh, have our traditions, we're born into. And it's hard for us to yeah. break those cycles. But when we don't do our research and look at other options and other opinions and other stances that leave us to be closed-minded and one-track-minded and that's that's how our people are and it's a conditioning that we need to get out of yeah that that's true patrice but be careful with the there's a person who who runs around with who runs who is a black man here in las vegas who runs with the libertarians and has them come speak at many of his functions and what you learn about the libertarians is they're people who are like churches you know like how black people have churches and then they break away and make their own church well all people do it but you know i'll stay in that black experience yeah. right well these right. are people who broke away from the Di democrat democrats the, the dixiecrats and the repubs and they have formed this and but what they believe in is states rights right and when you research what states' rights is, we wouldn't have been free if people, when people yell states' rights, they're talking about states' rights. That comes from the Confederates, right? So we have to be careful about who we're aligning with and really real, realize what they say when they say states' rights. States' rights, we wouldn't have been free because we got free through the federal government and they were saying our slaves, our negras is a state's rights issue <laughs> and if we want our negras to be here in our state, just just see what happens with uh, having to go into Galveston, Texas because the, Texan, the Texans still believed that those, even though the Emancipation Proclamation was 1863 and they hadn't put the teeth to it yet with the 13th amendment and the soldiers had to go in because Texas is one of those states that definitely believes in states rights and those are the last freed within except for the border states right but that's, that's all that goes into all that other stuff but so be careful with the libertarians because oh, yeah. the libertarians are about States' rights, and they to me, if it ain't all black, because I love my people. I love, I love the, I love the uh, people who are, um, who are disingenuous. I love the people who are genuine. I love the people who uh, argue. I love the people who are cool, because all, the, all in it, that's what makes politics. And we need a politics for a politic for ourselves that's why i say american black politic and that's what we're dealing with and whichever party has um policies that are good then we look at that but if they're talking about states rights they're eliminated out the board no matter how good their policies are because they're basically dixiecrats reformed into another party 
that want to carry their guns. So we're going to move on, but right, thanks for what you're saying. And I did say a little bit on that. So yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I'm just talking about just a different point of view. Oh, no, no, you know, I'm with I'm you. still researching it. You know, I'm, I'm with you. More, but I just know that I'm just tired of the, the rhetoric with, with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. I'm just, I really am. I'm so fed up, you know, with that. And 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 I love my people too. But every 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 skin type, skin type that shares skin with me ain't always my kin. You know what I'm saying? And and everybody ain't gonna always be on the same page for things or whatever. And you, and you respectfully, just, you know, agree to disagree. Or whatever, and that's cool too. But um, have you noticed this? Have you noticed this, Patrice? Mass conditioning going on here. Have you noticed this? Mass conditioning. Have you noticed this, Patrice? That all white, all whites, they may have, they may be skin kin, but they, they they may have the same skin. They really don't. You can see the differences, but they may have the same skin, but they're not kin either. That's why politics is there. We have to, in my, just my opinion, we have to stop taking our, what we have as a negative and look at it as human beings and say, they who came from us have the same traits and they built this whole world based on their system and their politic yeah. and they battle amongst themselves. But at the end of the day, through compromise, they come through a, to a consensus and that's what we have to do. We have to stop uh, looking at what we do. Everything we do is negative because that's something they put into our mind. So even people who are conservative and who people would call Uncle Tom's, their message now about getting off the plantation doesn't sound too bad coming into this time of enlightenment, I'll say. So we're going to move on, but thanks for your call. We always appreciate you calling in and giving your point of view and call in again. We appreciate you. I See you, Patrice. Thanks for calling. All right. All right, people. So look. So we went through that. Now, look. So here's something that speaking of how the media is not telling you the truth. Now, everyone loves Dr. Fauci. Everyone loves Dr. Fauci, right? They love him, right? So over here is another meme that comes in handy, right? The, I, I, I can't read it because the one, let me bring this up. Okay, there it is. The manager was once a cashier. The owner was once an employee. The master was once a student. The head chef was once a trainee. The, okay, I cannot read that. The something was once nobody. Superstar. The superstar, okay, I can't read it. My logo is over it. The superstar was once nobody. The pro was once an amateur. We all have to start somewhere, right? So, Everyone is loving Dr. Fauci, right? They say, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. And every person says, the media, they, they, they claim that Donald Trump is dumb. 
And they said, he should really be listening to Dr. Fauci. He should listen to Dr. Fauci because Dr. Fauci, but it's only one thing. Dr. Fauci is a doctor that was in the bureaucracy. He inherited him. He says that he likes a lot what he says, but he's the president. And what do advisors do? If the advisors could make the decision, they would be president. The advisors are there to advise. They take in, he takes in all of the information and then he makes his decision. How many, but anyway, we're not gonna even get into that, but same thing with all the presidents, Obama, uh, Bush two, uh, Clinton, Bush one, Reagan, right? Carter, Ford, Nixon, Ford. right? So it, it this is what this is, right? If you don't know just that base of history right there, just the presidents I went back in reverse. If you don't know the person, what are you doing? How would you be able to make an informed decision if you don't know what they did before, right? So Anthony Fauci is just an advisor. And remember, he's, how is he connected in to the CDC? And how is he connected in to this, to China, to Wuhan, to the virus itself? How is he connected in? And would you be able to survive? We asked this way back in 104 of the film review, TFR Podcast Live. Would you be able to survive if they shut it down? Biden said he's shutting it down. Trump shut it down, made the plan, did the social distancing. Now we're in herd immunity and now it's open. Those who will die who will, those who won't, the population will keep going and it will be an immunity to it. Unless they release another strain. But that's another, that's just the thought process that's not nothing that's a hypothesis yet because we don't know but this is who Dr. Fauci is and you have to do your research and you have to figure it out for yourself and here we go that they controlled the proprietary rights to the disease to the virus and to its detection and all of the measurement of it we know that Anthony Fauci, that Ralph Barrick, that the Center for Disease Control, and the laundry list of people who wanted to take credit for inventing coronavirus, were at the hub of this story. From 2003 to 2018, they controlled 100% of the cash flow that built the empire around the industrial complex of coronavirus. The World Health Organization has officially named the, the novel, novel coronavirus. The novel coronavirus outbreak. The coronavirus is a pandemic. An international public health pandemic. emergency. That they okay. controlled okay. the proprietary. So, so look, coronavirus originally initially comes from animals, chickens, tigers. Wherever people are eating stuff, like when you read your Bible, it always comes back to the Bible, doesn't it? And no matter if you believe if the deities that are in it, if the 
if the hierarchy is true in it, if Jesus is God or Jesus isn't God, if Moses existed, if he didn't, if none of the problems, if Adam and Eve ever existed or didn't, boom, boom, whoop dee woo, whatever you believe. But there are certain things in it that are laws. And when you get to talking about what to eat and what not to eat, when you read that in Leviticus, I would say, I would say that you should search that out. Everyone has a Gideon because everyone steals those Bibles from the uh, hotels. And now they're in English version because when I read it, it was thou shall not die brick it off it. It was old English. It was Shakespeare when I read it. Right? But now it's in modern English and so you shouldn't have any problem. Plus, it's written at a, it's translated now into a fourth grade reading level. So anyone should be able to read the Bible. Okay. In Leviticus, it talks about what you eat and what you don't eat. And when you eat those things, something will come down on you and cause you hurt, pain, and many times death. death. Certain, mm -hmm. certain animals you're not supposed to eat. They are uh, what they call an abomination to you. Like you're not supposed to eat camel. Did you see that one video where the guy had a big oven and he had cut the head of the camel off, had skinted and it was Sticking in there to eat the camel. You're not supposed to eat the camel. Not supposed to eat That's rats. That's nasty. Not supposed to eat pigeons or bats because pigeons or bats are considered to be from the same family. Have you read it? There are certain things that you're not supposed to eat. You know, you're not supposed to eat turtle. You know, so did you see that where the Chinese woman was? The turtle was cooked and she ate it. She was eating the head and the arms and and the shell was still on. Did you see that? Did you see, there's certain things that you're not supposed to deal in. You're not supposed to deal in bestiality. Did you see the, they used to put it a lot on Facebook before they clamped down, but it was a black dude with a baseball cap on and he was hitting a chicken from the back. He had the chicken in his hand. He had his stuff in the chicken and he was hitting the chicken from the back. Do you That's think nasty. that he did not spread some kind of venereal disease to the woman that he went to? Or what about the one where they had the white woman on there? They, they had this before Facebook clamped down. Every time you would scroll down, it was on there. The dog. She was having, no, she was having sex with a horse. You, did, it, what? Do you think that the, did she didn't take some kind of venereal disease back from messing with animals? Do you see what's going on here, people? So I said all that to preface to say that Coronavirus comes from animals, mostly animals that you are not supposed to be eating, right? right. Like the they were eating some kind of tiger in China, and a virus, a, a coronavirus came from that. Now, what they're talking about, what they're talking about, Fauci and his comrades, by what I'm saying, by this report. Now, you can go research this for yourself. We're not saying that this is fact. 
We're only giving observations and our opinion. You need to go do the research and figure out who you're putting over Donald Trump. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Let, 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 let me say this real quick. What did Jaheem say? What did Jaheem say? Jaheem said this. It's a prayer I said for the world, from my spirit to the universe. We're going to talk about all this religious stuff throughout this week for all those that want to build and find out truth. And uh, we'll get to that later. But we're going to get to this bag about this Trump. Trump has saved a lot of people, man. Face it, it is what it is. I don't give a damn who don't like it. Do your homework, because I'm going to post some more stuff. I'm going to wake y'all up. And um, yeah, if it wasn't for Trump taking the stance that he's taking, you guys would have been done. How I hate to say it, but yes. Because you don't know who you who the media is propping up just to try to make Donald Trump a one-term president. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know. And you're sitting up there following this dude. Now, what makes this coronavirus they did? They took different coronaviruses. They made a Frankenstein monster. And just like Eve of Destruction, the movie, they don't have a cutoff switch. They didn't make it with a cutoff switch. They want to have an experiment all the way through. They want to have an experiment all the way through where they want to shut down the world and see if they can be the ones in power by shutting down the world. And you're too moronic to see it. To see it. Because you haven't done research because you're looking at them. Half of those talking heads on the media don't do research. They just go read what's put in front of them. They read what's in front of them, what's been put in front of them, and you're sitting up there believing it, hook, line, and sinker, and they tell you one thing two weeks ago, tell you something two weeks later, something that was way different the year before or just the day before, and they come and bring you it, and you take it hook, line, and sinker, and say, yeah, we got to get Trump out of there. Racism existed before Trump. Coronaviruses existed before Trump, but this particular coronavirus didn't exist until, as this report says, go research the report. We don't know if it's factual or true, but we're bringing observations and opinions. This coronavirus did not exist until these doctors got together and made this Frankenstein monster and they have it patented. Now, there's nothing strange about having patents because the flu is patented. The uh, different different diseases, AIDS is patented. So that they can work on it and they're splicing it and, and, and doing it like a Frankenstein working on a Frankenstein monster. What can we make? What can we do? What can we make? What, what can we sew together? What, what, what brain can we put on it? How can it stop? How can it mutate? They did this without a cutoff switch. And you're believing what they're telling you and you're not watching. Open your eye. Open your eye. Open your eye and listen. Quit trying to worry about politics when it's about American black life. 
It's about the American citizen's life. It's about the global citizen's life. And forget some doctors wanting to not only be empowered by being able to shut down the whole world, but they want to be God. And that is blasphemy. That's exactly right. And uh, in that particular video that you were playing the clip from, it said um, they have a patent on the coronavirus, but they have a patent on everything concerning it. So they have a patent on any uh, subsequent cure. They have a patent on the uh, vaccine. So this lets me know that there was a plan. And at some point they got the patent on all of this stuff and then they they uh, requested an injunction that this be not be made for public record or for public knowledge. It couldn't just be accessed. The information just couldn't be accessed by anybody because they were keeping it a secret. Now somewhere along, because it started in the late 90s and then 2003 and then somewhere a couple of years after 2003, something happened during the research and what happened shut everything down they they pulled it they pulled it they shut down everything having to do with it they didn't shut down everything having to do with it they just pulled out certain people and stopped certain people from knowing how serious this was and like d just said now they didn't created this monster and they don't have a kill switch they're trying to figure out how to do the kill switch but that is a result of their own wickedness Wickedness has a cost. And because God is not opening up the earth and swallowing people up like he did in the Old Testament, they think that they're all right with their wicked deeds. But there's a whole lot of layers here to the wickedness. Some of it, uh, a lot of it is against our people. And, and that's a whole nother show as to why we're always the one targeted. Why when something happens, when HIV and AIDS came, uh, they said it came from Africa, from some monkeys in Africa, but we were the ones that brought it. Why is it always us that's being labeled? Always us that's being targeted first. Always us that's being targeted for death. Oh, uh, black people have a larger, uh, they're more susceptible to this virus than anybody else. Why is it always us that's put up front um, in, in the line of fire? It's always us that's spoken up first. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's let, a let me add this. Issue. Let me add this. Where did Dr. Burks come from when she came to work on this alongside Dr. Fauci? She came from South Africa. And what is her main uh, uh, designated as a doctor, her main research? She researched AIDS in Africa. And they have a patent on AIDS. And uh, So you see, and she also looks like, if you watch I Am Legend... She looks just like mm -hmm. the woman at the beginning of the film who created a vaccine that was supposed to cure cancer, but instead it made zombies, flesh-eating zombies out of the humans that, and it spread Absolutely. because it was contagious. So, so you have to look at what's happening, what Hollywood is telling you. And we talk about that too in one of the episodes when we first went over when the COVID-19 first started. We have to show you in movies where this is so she looks like the woman out that movie she does aids and it's and we won't get in that just do your research and figure out how aids 
has to do with COVID-19. Go ahead. So now they bring this Fauci character up and he's a utmost authority on everything and he should be because he's the one, he the one, he's the creator. Even though he didn't lost handle on it, he got it and got away from him. He's still the creator, so he knows a lot. But because he created this monster, he's not going to tell you the truth about it because there was an agenda in creating it in the first place. So to say so much is going to say why they created it in the first place. And what you have is a mad scientist. That's what you have. He looked crazy anyway. You have a mad scientist who need to take some uh, 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 fan, whatever that is. He needs to take some because something is going on with him. Anybody who goes to create something where a whole world can be taken out or affected as adversely as this has been, something is wrong with them. Something is wrong with them. And um, so we have we definitely are on our own. And the more research we can do and the more quality decisions we can make from being informed, the better off we'll be. Listen, listen, yeah, listen, listen. While you're being distracted by videos like this, right? While you're being distracted by videos like this, where they're showing you the how they treat a multiple human killer, that's what I call it, a multiple human killer, a person who has killed up a lot of people. They give them medical attention. He's, oh, I'm hurting. Oh my God. Oh yes. Oh yes. Can I get some McDonald's and Burger King like you did dealing room this time? While you're doing it, here's what they show you about the brothers. Kicked in the face. Oh, there's the woman on the side of the fridge. Oh, they're punching the Oh man, look, they got the overseers. Look at this, put bags over here. Oh, put the girl down the bikini. Oh, look, what they're showing you. And meanwhile, he's getting water, he's getting assistance. Oh, he's get. oh, look at this, right? They're showing you this. They, they hype this up. They get you pumped up. They get you pumped up to go out to elect. You got to watch the trends that's happening over the internet at the time. You have to watch the trends that are happening on the internet. They do all this to get you all pumped up. They show you this. Yes, these are murders. But actually, when you look at the statistics, actually coming into 2020, at this point of the article that we talked yesterday, it was only 660 police killings. Whereas during uh, Obama's time, and usually it's a thousand a year, at least shootings, right? Okay. Right. So we know, we know what is happening, right? But what is this going to do about it? What is it going to do about it? That's the point. When you look at things, you get pumped up over them. But the question is, what are they going to what is that going to make you do about it who are who's producing it to get a reaction out of you or who or what is that going to do to the people who are doing it they're going to watch it and say oh that's like a porno movie you know how people do things 
that should only be done in porn. And then they watch porn and they say, oh, look, another technique on how to do some things going to orifices that's not supposed to be gone into because they're abomination, but they'll do it anyway because they see it in the movie. So when they watch this, that's not making them shame. It's not making them shame and it's not making you move. You're not activating. You're just sitting there getting angry because they know all you will do is go out and then vote. But racism has been around before Donald Trump. Racism has been around before Obama, before Clinton, before, no, excuse me, before Bush too. Clinton, Bush one, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon. What were the people doing from 1920 to 2020 where uh, W.E. Du Bois came into prominence? What did they do to communicate and negotiate with the terrorist racists in the White House? Did they just sit there and ridicule? Keep telling you, you have to research. When you extrapolate out, you say, wow, some things have changed. Why did they change? If Kennedy was in there, he would have done the political thing. But Johnson was in there. He felt sorry about Kennedy. And it was lucky that Kennedy got his cap pill. Now, people, here's a meme from the Democrats, right? Which I believe, in my opinion, is just totally off the reservation, right? Free to live. Free to build. Free to leave. Free to sit. Okay. I, right there, it gets a little... Uh, free to succeed. Free to vote. Free to express. Meaning if you want to wear the green hair like uh, a certain 6'9", or you want to wear the wear the uh, platinum like my sister, you can do that. Free to love. Free to love. How did that? But anyway, free to fight. Black Lives Matter. Two things at the end that, have, that are in correlation with each other, right? Now... We're not going to have the standard closing because we're going to, I want you to hear this real quick. I want you to hear this. I do not agree with this. And we're going to talk about it on the show. And so I do not agree with this, who's talking and saying this, because we often try to find saviors in other groups. And I had to, I competed against these groups in the black neighborhood, having my own businesses. And if you know all this, then in closing, as we close out, you need to turn over all of that that you know so much about. So let's play this. The man on the face of the $20 bill is the same man who once offered up to 325 times that amount for the return of a runaway enslaved person, including extra bonuses for every hundred lashes inflicted upon that man. He was a master planter who fertilized American soil with Native American bodies and hydrated southern cotton fields with the blood and sweat of free black labor. Such an icon of white supremacy was he that nearly 200 years after launching the violent displacement of 100,000 non-white bodies, the piece of paper with his face on it was all the authorization they needed to suffocate a man to death while the world watched them do it. 
Big Floyd was murdered by police outside of a grocery store. See, my uncles also operate grocery stores, liquor stores, mini marts, and so on. That whole generation followed a pretty simple formula. You put your heads down, make your money, send your kids to good schools. See okay, I have to, I have to interject. His family comes over here as immigrants and they own all of this, all this in neighborhoods that they don't live in, but they may partake in some of the treasure in the neighborhood. Let me continue. What that actually meant was put your heads down and don't think about why this formula works out for you, but doesn't always work out for everyone else. Why you get to own property in this neighborhood, but the people who live here can't. Why liquor stores like yours are in every corner, but fresh produce and after school programs are pretty hard to come by. And definitely don't consider a centuries long history in this nation that includes slavery, legalized segregation, a made up war on drugs, criminalization of black and brown bodies. And okay, people, because we're running out of time, that's where we're gonna leave it. We're gonna pick up tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, observations by hashtag tfr podcast live by crazy d i'm out thanks again tanya we will see y'all tomorrow tomorrow there's something about germany why i made the curator's pick of the hollywood french community unity unity heart 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 crazy